Today I want us to continue with uh, with our teaching about building a relationship with God. And in our first episode, I think uh, it took you somewhere, though I was just sharing a testimony. But through that testimony, I think you, uh, you came to know something on how you can build your relationship with God. I want us to go a little deeper. Uh, for example, you're there, you have never had any any interaction with God. Uh, sometimes you could have had it and then it all stopped. It all of a sudden stopped and you want to build it back. You want to have God back in your life. You want to hear him speak again. You want to hear him uh, the way it was before. Because uh, uh, as we discussed God's personality, in the, uh, as we were discussing the Holy Spirit that is a person, in his personality, he has most of the characters that we bear, gets offended, gets annoyed. So mm-hmm. sometimes there are things we do, there are things we say, which may cause uh, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to go away from us, or to stop working on our side, or to stop uh, communicating to us. You can see this in Psalms 51, when David was praying, when David was praying, he told God that take not away the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit from me. That means uh, there are some things that may cause the Holy Spirit to be away. And how do you know that now he has gone away? Is that uh, that uh, cut or that uh, that that cutting in communication? or in interactions, or in a relationship. So sometimes there are some things now, for example, you had a relationship before, because as I as I continue to share with you, again, I'll show you some testimonies of where time came now. I had a relationship, and now it broke, and now I had to build it again. So sometimes, as I told you, remember the other example I gave you about uh, the vision I saw when I was in a in a great relationship with a person and all of a sudden friends came in and distracted us and the holy spirit told me that my friends had taken out away his his time so he could not have a good time with us with me good fellowship with me so in the same way there are some things that can come in our lives and discontinue us discontinue the relationship or cut off the relationship and that's why you you see David in uh, Psalms 51, uh, verse 11, he's telling God, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You can see that it, it, it can happen for the Holy Spirit to be taken away from you. That's why David was pleading to God, when he was repenting, of course, David uh, uh, had faulted somewhere, had done something that was not good, had sinned. There are some things that we have, we can do, and cause, uh, a, you know, a cut, a cut off of this relationship with God. Uh, there are some things I talked about now engaging friends in the time I would have for the Holy Spirit to speak to me or being driven away by something else. Sometimes some things can come to your life and become like a God. And once they start uh, manipulating you, overtaking all your time, it can be your phone. 
the time of prayer you you you, you feel you cannot uh, dwell with your phone you have to pray when you're looking at which messages are coming in on your whatsapp or your facebook or even some uh, some people can give you appointments on on your facebook uh, i will see you this time i'll talk to you this time and you know you're eagerly waiting for that person uh, to speak to you so uh, at the time that person may give you maybe that actual time where you have to fellowship with the holy spirit where you, you in that time you have to be before the presence of god that alone starts cutting you off that alone starts breaking the relationship so there are some things because now i may be speaking to some people who already had a relationship and ain't broke and those who are starting again so we are going to move as we help each other in all areas where you whether you're starting whether it broke your you're building it again we shall all be at the same pace so now um, i gave that uh, example of a phone that one is enough to to take you off to carry you off it can be even uh, there is sin there is sin and there is sin there is disobedience there is a sin that might be in your mind. You can be committing some evil with your mind. You may not be outrightly go and do fornication or steal people's things, but you can be too congested in your mind with a lot of garbage, a lot of things. Uh, just having somebody, holding somebody in your heart, you don't forgive, having uh, unforgiveness in you uh, may disconnect you will disconnect you. Bitterness alone will disconnect you. Overcoring will disconnect you. Over speaking, over talking will disconnect you. Uh, so we have to be careful with this relationship with our friend. We must value him so much uh, that we don't lose him at any point. You know, like even you yourselves. For example, I've seen here members who have left our group uh, some of them maybe may feel we don't want uh, uh, those other people bring in other communication. So let's get out of this group. Uh, sometimes uh, you can go somewhere and all of a sudden you feel I'm not part of this community. Let me leave. You get out of something so quickly because you feel so uncomfortable. Yes, if you can feel uncomfortable over something, the same way our friend, the Holy Spirit of God can feel uncomfortable with us and keeps himself away. The relationship breaks. He doesn't come to you freely, though he has been coming to a friend. Whenever he comes, he finds you occupied, finds your mind too congested, too occupied. He has no way through to reach you. So now in building it back, in building a relationship with, with God, we have to be careful. You can build it, and again, break it in the shortest time possible. For me, I have had several experiences of why I've broken uh, this relationship, then bring it back like that over some some small issues. For example, when uh, 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 when I talk about disobedience, uh, this disobedience I'm not, I'm talking about is not. Uh, sometimes it's not that you have committed the sin of disobedience, as the the sins are enlisted in the Bible. But you can 
you yourself as you start working with the holy spirit as you start a, a, a relationship with him there are some do's and don'ts you you're going to experience there are some things is going to, st- to, to 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 talk to you to tell you to stop doing to stop saying to stop there are some things some do's and don'ts are, that are going to start becoming coming between you and the holy spirit or with god when he wants you deeper when he wants you more but because you cannot now uh, stop them you feel they are still relevant you'll choose to hold on to those things that the holy spirit has refused you to continue with and there you are losing there you are breaking the fellowship you're breaking the relationship because for him is very sensitive about that that disobedience for example uh for example when i'm preaching when i go to minister and amid this the the teaching god reveals to me something or speaks something uh maybe i've been preaching but the time has come now for maybe for to praying for people for praying for people or setting God is people free and uh, now the Holy Spirit starts communicating to me that somebody here is sick is suffering from this somebody here is in this problem and for me I continue to show that I have to teach have to continue teaching these points Holy Spirit wait a bit let me first teach here I'm telling you I'll stop the flow of the Holy Spirit to work in me the way he wants and I continue working the way I want because by the time now he starts revealing to me who has a headache who has a stomach ache who has a problem with the eye that means he's switching me come now we are going to start dealing with people's needs we are going to start delivering people but because I may be uh, very well you know uh, organized you know i'm so organized now you wait holy spirit i have to first teach here and sometimes you go to some churches where they have they have put a lot of order and protocol everything you have to do you have to say there and now you see that you're going to offend these people in case amid this preaching you just stop there and say uh, the lord is healing somebody here who has this and the lord is dealing with this sickness here the lord is helping somebody here you feel you're gonna break the protocol of the church you're gonna lose a relationship with these people you're gonna lose another chance to be called in this church you know these people will not understand you these people will not you know will not know that you're doing the right thing you have to defend yourself in those lines i'm telling you uh you may do it to please the other congregation on at the expense of losing a friend or annoying the holy spirit and it is now another price to pay to bring him again to in your services to for him to start communicating in your services like he did because uh you don't you're disobedient you don't obey for example uh, i was once introduced by a friend to some church to go and minister there and when i reached there the holy spirit told me start worshiping and remember these people had worshiped already and the presence of god was really much 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 uh when i looked at the congregation the kind of you know protocol what organized i saw when i start a song these are going to call me crazy they are going they're not going to even understand me 
I said, let me open the Bible and start teaching. Oh my God. I could not talk. My, I was just uh, shaking. I said shaking. I could not talk. And now, you see, I was breaking the protocol. Holy Spirit was telling me, worship. But then you see, these who have already worshipped, they are all looking at you. There is a way they take things in those churches. And today we have so many churches which are, you know, which are very well organized and following up their own protocols. And the Holy Spirit has no way in such churches. The Holy Spirit has no way through in such congregations. And in fact, they can even sit you and discipline you. You are indisciplined. Why did you do this? Because, uh, you know, you have a way, they have a way they organize the Holy Spirit to work within those churches. So now I was uh, in the crossroads. I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? I'm, I can't talk. Then I said a song. And when I said a song, the anointing was coming down so much and so heavily on me, upon me that it was about to struck me down. And now those people were telling me, get out of the pulpit, touch those people. And I was like, God, I'm doing the reverse of the services. Normally, you have to preach, then worship a song and pray for people. And now this time it is making a reverse. And this is a new church. I'm just a guest here. But now I was like, now who do I serve? I either serve the Holy Spirit, I either serve God, or follow up the protocol of this church. But now, because the presence was heavy on me, I could not handle it. I worshipped. I went down, said, touching some people, and the Holy Spirit was just striking him down, striking them down with the power of the Holy Spirit. People are getting delivered. People are getting healed. Uh, I left. By the time I came back to the pulpit to, to minister, at least I was now a light. I was now a bit light. I was not feeling the other, uh, you know, the other too much anointing that was on me that even had held my mouth. I could not speak. Uh, you know, what happened to me was my my teeth was even uh, quaking, uh, you know, making sound, you know, as a situation I've been so in a deep, deep cold and just shivering. That thing happened to me. And this is was this was my very first experience to get that. I was like, Lord, am I becoming now a young minister, failing to get control, to put things in control? Uh, but now that was what the Holy Spirit wanted. So sometimes we can lose. We can lose the mark with the Holy Spirit or with God, and we maintain our move alone. You continue moving alone. The same way God can give you a message, go and speak, go and talk about this. But in your understanding and the community you're going to speak to, you see, are you going to be an abuse to these people? What you're going to minister? Eh? Uh, you're going to look crazy. So it is upon you to obey the Holy Spirit. All do what man wants. All speak what people want to hear. So in this way, as we continue to build our relationship with God, we must know that God and the Holy Spirit is very, very sensitive. Very, very sensitive in our fellowship with Him. As you see, normally pray, the pray, the, we pray that the grace of the the grace of the um, the grace of God and the love uh, the love of God 
and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Normally in this fellowship, in the relationship, building a relationship with God, we start with that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But normally as he teaches you, he's one who teaches us more. Jesus said he will teach us, he's one who teaches us what he has the Father. So as he teaches us how to obey, how to follow him, we have to be very, very careful that we don't disobey him, that we don't frustrate him. Because sometimes uh, it is very interesting and it is very easy to lose your relationship with him. Just to know that if we really, we really want to build a relationship, you really want God to know you, as the Bible says, uh, he says in his word that I love them in Psalms 8, 17. I love them that love me and those who seek me early shall find me. He again says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. The same way, because once you start drawing to him, you're going. he's going to draw to you. He's going to come to you. But as he, come to, he comes to you, you have to know what are these principles of our relationship. As you see God in the Old Testament, he would make covenants with men. And these covenants mostly were conditional. He could condition, condition the covenants. If you obey, if you do this, I'll do this. He would always put there a condition. If you do this, he's going to do this. If you do X, he's going to do Y. So, in the same way, if you really want to build this relationship, God makes the first turn, makes the first request. He says, come, let us reason together. Come, let us sit together. Come. For him, as he calls you, he wants you to draw closer. He calls you, and this is an Isaiah. I talked about it some time back, uh, a few days ago, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, where the Lord says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Now, you see God himself makes the first call. Please come. I don't mind whether you're filthy. I don't mind where you, you, whether you are the, 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 the sinest person, uh, the greatest sinner. I don't mind whether you are the most filthy person. I don't mind whatever sort of you, person you are. You come. He's saying, when you come, I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to wash you. That is our God. He's calling you, come, I'm going to wash you, I'm going to cleanse you. Come, let us sit together, let us discuss together. And Jesus also says that, come unto me, in, in Matthew eleven twenty-eight. come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and will give you rest. So the Lord out there is calling people. He's also interested in building a relationship with man. But us... Very few of us make a response to go to going closer to God. And now if you decide to go closer to God, He is ready to receive you. But also as He desires, you also have to get a desire for Him. You have to be desiring for God for specific reasons. 
you have to desire God to rule or to reign in your life. I will show you some scriptures in the Bible. Uh, in Psalms 119, uh, verse 131, David spoke and said, I opened my mouth and I panted, for I longed for thy commandments. You see, David, he gets a thirst in his life for the commandments of the Lord to be real in his life. So he says he opens his mouth and he desired, he thirsted for the for the commandments of the Lord. And then Psalms 63, 1, he says, O God, thou art my God, all will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My, my flesh longest for thee. In a dry and thirsty land, we are no water is. You see that David creates a thirst for God. He creates a longing for God. So even you, to create time for God, to separate a, a moment for God each day, each moment or, or each day or each time, you must be longing for him to speak to you. And that thirst, because whoever is thirst looks out for water, looks out for something that can quench the thirst. So once you get the thirst for God to know him or to fellowship with him, to build a relationship with him, it will create you, it will cause you to look out for God. So that is, it, you come to draw closer to him. You look out for God. And once you start looking out for God, that is now the perfect point when he also turns to come to you. He makes another step to you. Psalms 42.1, he says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. All this is David. He shows that he's panting for God. He shows that he really wants God. He shows that he really desires. He, say, he shows that he, he can't do without him. He sees himself dead without God. He sees himself unfulfilled without God. And as you see in Psalms 51, when God, uh, this psalm was written after uh, there was a case with David, when uh, Prophet Nathanael, Nathan had gone to him, over some case he had committed, over some sin he had committed. But because David did not want to lose this relationship, felt he, has, he had offended God, he comes with, uh, you know, with a very broken heart. He comes just torn, just torn, drawing himself, falling himself before God, just opening up himself that have mass upon me. Now, most of us, the reason why sometimes we feel we have not seen, we have not sinned, moreover, uh, maybe you cannot even realize the sin in you, is because you don't have a relationship. But immediately you have a relationship with God. Any fault you make, any sin you make, you'll come to him, you know, with like you don't want to lose your friend you come with too much repentance you come when you're too much broken that please have mercy please forgive me please don't forsake me this time please i know what i've done this is what david said 
when he said what he did in Psalms 51. He came with too much repentance. Why? Because he didn't want to lose a friend. He did not want to lose a relationship. I think this is where we have to work. This is where we have to put our effort. That what we start with, what we start to build a relationship with God, we don't want to lose it. We don't dare lose it at any cost. We try our best to see that we get it. We try our best to see that we don't lose it. Hallelujah. So this is what I want. That when we learn how to build this relationship, we don't lose this relationship. And it is a relationship you can always made. Uh, uh, you can always mend. You can always put together. But sometimes there is a price. You see, when David did this, when you look at Psalms 51, there was a price to pay. He entered deep repentance. Some of the things we commit, some of the mistakes we do, make us lose a great deal and to get back to the position which we have assumed in the presence of the lord it requires us to pay a big price a huge price the reason i paid a price and say lord is too heavy for me but just because of the same is a is a mistake simple simple mistakes i make and i offend the holy spirit and sometimes it could be uh for example, when you, my most most of my experiences is when I'm ministering, is when I'm I'm serving because I'm ever serving. That's where I make a lot of mistakes. That's where I make a lot of you know, where I try to put there, uh, the fresh, uh, takes me, uh, to think about the reactions of people, what people are gonna say, and yet when you look at when we look in the Bible. In the life of Jesus, we see that he never considered what he would think over what he's going to do. After all, for him, the Bible says, I do what I see my father do. So everything Jesus did, every miracle that Jesus did, he did, he did those miracles basing on what he could see the father do. So for him, he lived in total obedience to the father. That's why he tells him, just make a spot, uh, just a spit on the ground, and then you mix the soil with your saliva, you put on this blind man's eyes, and they'll see. If, if the Holy Spirit ever commanded any of us here, or me, that just spit on the ground, mix the saliva, put on those blind eyes to see, a lot of reasoning you're going to put there, you're going to say they are going to call me a false prophet. They are going to call me this. In case it doesn't work, you're going to put there a lot of arguments. At the end of the day, you're not going to do it. And once you don't do it, you are losing a mark. One time, something happened to me. I was going to minister in a church. Yesterday, I was giving you an example uh, a testimony of that church where I went and ministered. Uh, my day one, when I went, the Holy Spirit is steady telling me, you see that when I reached the church, people started entering because now they were coming from a break and now coming in for the session, for the next session. And I had seated 
just opposite the door i was seeing anybody everyone entering and the whole spirit was saying do you remember the person i told you who was dressed like that who is suffering from this is that one do you remember the lady i told you she lost her husband five years ago she had three orphans and she's hiv positive she's the one you're gonna pray for her hearing do you remember this so the whole spirit was so clear in everything and now he told me you're gonna pray for my people now, this is what I did. When they invited me, because none of these people that I'd gone with had known the way I minister or what the Holy Spirit tells me. So, uh, what, this pastor, the gap he gave me was between the preachers. So, the first preacher preaches, I preach, then another one preaches. And they give you strict time. You finish at this time. Very short time. So, I went... I said I had to deliver the word. And then the time for praying for people, my time was over. And those were just a few minutes. My time was out. So I said, your time is out. Get out. So when I came, I sat down. And the whole spirit was telling me, you have not prayed for my people. You have to pray for people. Now, when I sat down, now this other next preacher didn't know the local language. So he makes another mistake. He calls me to interpret him. When I came to interpret him, I was still under anointing. I was still battling with the Holy Spirit how to cool down the whatever he had loaded on me because now it was on my gap to minister. And now this other minister calls me to interpret him. As I was interpreting, my spirit was, I would see my spirit getting out, power getting out of me, hitting people. And I was like, I was about falling. I was always feeling something leaving me, hitting people. I was almost falling. I excused myself. I told the, the, the interpreter, please, I cannot. Let me go and sit. When I went back seat and sat, those people told me, write a note and tell him to leave you time to pray for people. And you know all these people, and I was new to them because they didn't know me a lot. I wrote a note and told my that pastor was preaching that please spare me some minutes to pray for the people. Good enough, he obeyed. Now, I prayed for people. I saw what I've never seen. I saw God do great things. Great, great things indeed. Now, a day before, yesterday when he was communing with me, he told me a person is going to die in that church. There is a person who is going to die. I was like, somebody is going to die. I said, I will not speak about that because that is not now me. You are the one who kills people or takes them away or gives them life. It's not me to speak about it. I'm not going to speak about it. But seriously, he told me someone is going to die in that church. So, I was like, I did not. I just left it there. I said, in the church, when people are there, then who is going to die? I never cared. So, as I prayed for people, I prayed, I prayed, and now it is, uh, the time was getting out. But as you know, deliverance, people had a lot of demons, a lot of what? I did the deliverance. Now, when I was finishing, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes. 
showed me a woman who was very pale. And the Holy Spirit told me, you see that woman? She's the one who is going to die. He told me a case I could not even understand. He told me he has, he has a case in the womb. Something had happened in her womb. I don't even remember so well. So now, showed me that person as I was going, touching, touching to those, touching those people. When I reached, I touched her. And now, that's when the Holy Spirit reveals to me whatever was happening to her. That she had an issue. So she was sick for a long time. And the sickness was that she had the pregnancy had... A baby had grown in her tubes. I don't know whether how they call that medically, whether in her fallopian tubes or what. Some complication was there. Me, I didn't know. For sure, I didn't know. But that's what the, the, the explanation I got. Now, by the time I finished preaching, this one, because I didn't know that she was that weak, I found her now lying down behind there. I went and sat near her. She confessed all her sins. She told me, I've been practicing witchcraft. I've been going to the witches. I have sent people back to my home to bring it all here. She repented. A woman repented every sin she has ever committed. She spoke of the evils she had been doing. She talked about the witchcraft she had committed. She repented. People brought the witchcraft to buy, uh, they gave it to the pastor. I dealt with it. And now, time for service so had gone. It was, in fact, getting dark. We had to go come back to the city. Ah, so we left. And now, the pastor told me that immediately we left, that woman died. But the woman repented. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you something and you really cannot even comprehend it. You cannot know it. You, you just even imagine it. You see, things are very normal. For sure, me, I could not even imagine that anybody could die in church because I saw everyone was normal. But towards the end of the service, this is when the Holy Spirit opens my eyes and says, you see, that woman is the one who is going to die. She's under this condition. And now the woman starts confessing all her sins. I This was so, so much. You know, uh, there's things that when God is just introducing you to ministry. In fact, from that day, I was like, ah, I will not go to minister. Things are not easy. If you can see even things that happen to people like that, sometimes things are not that easy. It took me a lot of time, a long time to accept to preach or to can minister. Because I was like, ah, how could such things be that, you know, that real? I was just wondering how things were so real. Everything God tells is so real. I was just wondering so much. So when I heard the story after the pastor of that church, uh, in fact, I just heard it from one of those who I had gone to with, told me, do you know, um, Pastor Margaret, by then I was still a pastor, where we went, immediately we left some lady died. Do you remember the lady who was in this? She, she died because people were so many. And they had an overnight. So she died within that time. And they told me now the whole case. And that is how the whole, what the Holy Spirit had told me before. 
for sure uh when you start building going deeper god will list you his secrets god will tell you things even and you say why do i have to know this god will reveal to you those things deep deep things that you cannot even capture and that i was still young in ministry really i was still like starting up mm, even i didn't know much about deliverance though ah, i thought it was normal to pray for a person get healed or what so those details of knowing deliverance was not really my deal uh, it was just as you start ministering serious ministry but it was so so challenging obeying the holy spirit but in any way as i stop here for today even we shall continue in deeper discussion of the holy spirit as i share my experience also you yourself you could have had some encounters sometimes or you could have lost some points somewhere please start reviving it it is so powerful to live with the holy spirit to work with him to work with god your ministry your life doesn't remain the same you cease to be a normal person you cease to be a usual person but to become a special person for the kingdom god bless you so much Amen.